sound chamber. We live in entertainment. Uh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Hey. Yeah. So, so, what's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, this is the tip off, kick off, whatever, get it poppin' hot. I'm seven sides, this man of the starting five, the Megan and JP, like Ron and Kyrie, get the latest on the greatest. I talk for my team, yep. Sport news on the two, starting the ball like my I need more, so I turn to my boss, NBA, NFL, MLB. Who do it better than these fellas? You tell me, this a champion team, understand? Messing so y'all sick of the shine, cause they on the climb, y'all in Carmelo land. Need to lay off that la la, be barbershop ready, get your info proper. From the Beckham that kick goes to the Beckham, make a one hand grab to the end zone. They got it covered, word to the mother. I run rap, they run game reporting. Danny JP, you on it, how y'all want it, huh? Yeah, bunch. What up, y'all? It's your boy, the mayor, that you didn't ace five. Your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. The round mound of the podcast town. That fat black Boondini Brown screaming rumble, young man rumble. My hairline is still still intact, even though the bald spot's coming through. Niggas is old <laughs> out here now. And you're back with the newest episode of The Starting Five. As always, I implore y'all to come follow us on Instagram at the Starting Five underscore podcast. And please hit up Facebook and come join the new group. Well, new to this year, The Starting Five podcast Facebook group. We're just under 200 members, but we're growing. We want y'all to come grow with us. It's easy to join a public group right now. We don't allow trolling or none of that BS shit, you know. We have a good time in there. Sports, politics, hip-hop, y'all know what it is. And with that being said, I got to introduce my main man and my co-host. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's the Green-Eyed Bandit, a.k.a. the Jedi Knight, coming through. Uh, TJ in the building and... It's going to be a little crazy, this show today. I'm yes. looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, got to say peace and big get, ups to my brother, JP, and get well soon, man. My brother, Get up. well soon, JP. Yes, sir. Word the up. brother's sick right now. A little sick, but, you know, had to give him the night off to rest up. And, you know, this is the part. This is the reason why we've been trying to expand and get more members on the show. Because if one piece falls, the whole ship don't fall with it. And, you know, JP's got to rest up. We need the brother to get healthy. We're not not just, you know, we're not being selfish for show reasons. My man is in his advanced age. So, <laughs> you know, the, old, the older you get, the easier it doesn't get. And we need, we need our brother healthy, man. So big ups to JP. Hopefully he listens back to this show. But Yeah, he'll, he'll listen because I'm sure he'll have plenty to say after tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got people waiting in the group for this shit already, man. But first and foremost, as we do, let's get into some of the news going on this weekend. TJ, where do you want to start? Well, I got to start with my BX Bombers and one of my favorite players, of course, uh, my man Derek Jeter. One vote short of unanimous, uh, getting into the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Your man has over 3,400 hits. Um 
14-time All-Star, five-time champion. I mean, the if you look up Clutch in the dictionary, his face should pop up. The dude, it was mm-hmm. just solid. The dude has a season's worth of playoff games. That's insane in itself. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. And they said out of the four games, there was only four games he's played in his entire career where it wasn't involved with him being uh, playoff ramifications, which yeah. was crazy. And and, and that was all towards the end of the career, right? Right. Pretty much. Right. And uh, what else? I mean, the accolades just go on and on and on. Right. I and mean, let's he, not forget. Let's not forget, too, man. This dude off the field deserves his own Hall of Fame. <laughs> his own special kind of Hall of Fame where all the Cream models. Crop, bro. All Cream the models. Dead, and talking about the world's finest top notch. Never one scandal about any of them. The king, the king of the cell phone basket. He should have wrote a book on how to handle himself off right. the field, man. I mean, he's untouchable. The dude is exactly. tough. Like, you know, like when 50 Cent had the song, I'll teach you how to stunt. Nah, that, nah. Derek Jeter would teach you that on the low. Hands <laughs> down. Hands easily. down. I'm paying top dollar for that class. Easily, easily. But also, too, we had another Hall of Fame inductee. Uh, yes, Larry Walker, uh, second dude from Canada ever yes. to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Wasn't even his first sport. Grew up, he said, with a hockey stick in his hand. And when that didn't work out, he took on to uh, the sport. And obviously, the man is a gifted athlete because he got a, a very late uh, start in his career uh, in terms of getting involved with high school ball and single A ball and traveling teams and stuff like that before he became a professional. So, yeah. I mean... And Larry Walker was a beast, man. Like I, he was because I, I mean, I liked hitters. Right, the dude. The dude hit for contact. He hit for power. Um, right. So I, I would say yes. Eventually, he deserved to be in. Fortunate for him, this was, I believe, the last year that he could have been on the ballot or something like that. Yes, it would have so, been the last year he'd have been eligible before he had to get voted in on some modern player uh, category that they got. For years down the road, but yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. At, at, at the wire, aka like the posthumous fucking. They wait, <laughs> they wait till you're dead. Which I said last show, and I'll say it again. I hate when they award people stuff that they deserve while they're living. I hate. Yeah, that. but Giving their roses now. But, but <clears throat> let's get into this for a little bit, man. Because here's my problem with Major League Baseball. And, and shout out to the homie uh, uh, Will Strickland who made a you know made a point that I that I agreed with after I made my point where I said Major League Baseball needs to figure out what they're doing and he made the point of you know they know what they're doing because controversy no controversy whatever it helps sell and keeps the name of the sport in your mouth kind of paraphrasing what he said but that's generally to the essence of what he was talking about and number one. For a person like Derek Jeter to not get inducted unanimously, we wasn't. Nobody was looking for him to be the number the first guy. We all know if there was any single major league baseball player throughout the entire history of the game, it rightfully went to Mariano Rivera. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No, hands down. You want to talk about again a position that was created in like the in somewhat like the late 80s, early 90s, in a way, the, the closer position. Because let's remember, 
pitchers used to go f- a full nine or further. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so Mariano deserved it because he was the single greatest. Plus, in, he was a, in that, in just, that spot. Plus, just as a human being, the dude Ab- was just absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal absolutely. human being, bro. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, he was. I mean, he was. A, I mean, he was just an an enigmatic, an, an enigmatic presence, like always willing to help. Uh, opened up churches back in his home. Very yep. religious man. Yep. You know just, what I'm saying? Again, very just a spotless, first. just a spotless resume. Yeah. You could say yeah, overall. Man. So yeah. if there was anybody that was deserving of it, it was him. But for yep. just some, just some of the accolades TJ read off before. How the fuck not? And then it brings me back to baseball and their unwritten rule. But before I unwritten rules, before I get into that too, uh, the homie Curtis. Shout outs to him. I know he listens occasionally. He called into the show before in our past. He made a paid post on IG saying, pretty much saying, how the fuck does Larry Walker get in over Bonds or Clemens or these guys? And this is, in my opinion, also a part of Major League Baseball's problem. Because let's tie it into the other news that we got where you, you're not going to take away you're not going to take away the World Series championships from the Houston Astros or the Boston Red Sox. Both two teams, you guys, the 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 the, organiz- the league just caught cheating, and I'm throwing up air quotes on cheating for because, in my opinion, with baseball, it's like, well, whatever the fuck that means now. But you guys, as far as the writers are concerned. Who keep baseball in such high regards and blah, 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 blah. You can't vote this man in unanimously because of an unwritten rule of nobody goes in unanimous. You're not going, the league is not going to take away these trophies from these people. But yet you, you guys have drawn this hard line in the sand about athletes who deserve to be in. But because they were perceived to have taken steroids, not failed drug tests in season, mind you. But because they came up in a report, an independent report, you drew the hard line in the sand about steroids. Meanwhile, how many players are in that Hall of Fame right now, sports writers, that did not that might not have come in on the Mitchell report? But was taking all types of shit. Like the biggest thing was greenies back in the day, before the the whole steroid boom, boom and HDH boom. Greenies was like a upper that that p- players they used to talk about. Players used to talk about how in the clubhouses they had bowls of them sitting there for the players to take, just to be up to have that advantage. Air quotes again in the game. So it's like like Major League Baseball, it's like, what do you want to be? Like, you give the writers all the power to induct these people into your Hall of Fame just because they write about the game. Instead of giving the power to the people who played the game and know the game. But then again, you want to take a hard stance against quote-unquote cheaters, i.e. you want to now fine and do all types of things to these teams that, uh, you know... Managers just lost jobs behind this "quote unquote" cheating. You want to take these hard stances and that, but then you don't want to take away the thing 
that 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 they earned partially by way of cheating. So my thing so it's is, like, right? what do you? What are you? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? My thing is that goes all the way back to the whole Pete Rose thing, where he wasn't even cheating. Yeah, he may have gambled on the game and himself, but that wasn't outright just cheating. Cheating means you are altering the game in your favor to win. At the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do to win the game. Exactly. Pete Rose was was betting on himself to win. To win, yes, that's the that's the crazy thing about so Pete how Rose. Can, so how can you hold this man accountable for that when these guys were, like they said, the whole steroid thing? They were making themselves bigger, better, stronger to hit home runs to win. And so let's be I'm, honest. And let's be honest. As I like to always remind people. Just like how I say that the NWO revived wrestling. That 1998 season when Maguire hit 63 and Sammy Sosa hit the 61 saved and brought back baseball to the American conscience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they accept that. They accepted it. They accepted the high revenues. They accepted the, the, the high TV ratings all behind that. But then now you want to turn around and just kick them in their backs because they, oh, they disgraced your game. But yet, again, this cheating scandal just recently happened. They disgraced your game. And the disgracing of said game that they performed led them to championships. Multiple. Championships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not one. Not one. Exactly. Multiple. And then the, for the turnaround and then Boston to get away with the same thing. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of hypocrisy in that man. And a lot of bullshit with politics too. Yeah, man. And, and, and it's just, a, it's that's the, that's baseball. It just, and it kills me. And to bring it back to Jeter, it's again, it kills me. Like, you you allow more hypocrisy, you allow more nonsensical thinking, in my opinion, by these sports reporters who let's let's bring Barry Bonds into this situation. A lot of people wouldn't even wouldn't even would have given him a hard time even if he didn't take the drugs because he didn't give them the time of day that they wanted in interviews. So they would have given that man a hard time regardless. 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 Absolutely. So it just makes, it makes, they, they make no fucking sense. And in my opinion, I personally, and I've thought this shit in at least a decade or more now. The baseball writers, they need to be stricken from voting. I'm sorry. It should be, in my opinion, living league officials, owners, and former managers. Whether in the game, whether you have a committee in the game, have a small committee of, of active managers in the game, and, and get a committee of retired managers along with retired league officials to to be the ones to induct people into your Hall of Fame. People who actually know the game and understand the game. Not just you understand it because you wrote articles about it. And you wrote your own spin and opinion pieces about the game of baseball. 
I, or, or never or never played a single inning professionally. Or I mean, not in professionally, little league, or even in little league. <laughs> you know, just have no athletic ability at all. <laughs> right. It's just you just like watching baseball. You know the history about it, and that's that's it. I'm sorry. Like something's got to give. And and shit like this, these aren't like unwritten rules like that, like you know, like the you know the no no sign stealing, no you know no signal stealing, no freaking you know, nobody can get voted in unanimous. Like that's bullshit. There's too many players out there that should have been voted in a hundred percent across the board, but because of your unwritten rule of nobody should go in unanimously. And you guys almost yearly pick, okay, so who's going to be the guy? So who's going to be the guy? I'm sorry. Whoever the guy is in this case, that person needs to be outed and vote removed. And then if you pull that shit again next year, somebody else, vote removed. Unless it's, you know, if there's somebody that's coming up that should be a unanimous pick. Well, I don't know how the the writers are going to feel about that. I know it's done. Um anonymously so we shall see but like you said with times and everything else there needs to be changes to be made i mean i mean just like the laws and everything else i mean these things were written in our in our, our in our archaic day and age and now we've moved on it's developed it's a different game than it was back then and exactly the rules the rules should bend and and move with the times Exactly. Like, like JP says when it comes to football, he don't count pre-segregation titles. <laughs> you know, we should kind of, we should kind of have some same, uh, same accord with this, man. man. But anyways, big ups to, big ups to Mr. Walker and Mr. Jeter. Well deserved Hall of Fame inductees. You earned your place in the hall. Take your seat in eternity. And y'all will live on forever. Congratulations. Indeed, indeed. Next up, we got to go to the world of politics real quick. Because there's a dumbass out there. You know, former butthurt presidential loser. Hillary Clinton came out just recently and said some shit that people don't like Bernie Sanders. And that's why he doesn't stand a chance to win at president. And... Off that, man, I got I got to say going in is she knows what the fuck went on. She knows her ass would have got to- roasted by Bernie Sanders if it wasn't for her own party sabotaging the entire thing. So for her to sit and say, oh, nobody likes, no, nobody likes you. Not Bernie Sanders. I, I, there's too many people out nowadays that we, you know, people are making a resurgence for wanting him in office. And in, in some respects, I, I think he should still be the man to represent that stupid ass party. And that you want to talk about people that don't that don't know what they're doing and can't, you know, don't know how to put one foot in front of the other properly. Them Democrats are just, my goodness, and, weak. And again, weak. yeah, weak. They 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 show signs of weakness because one, it's like one they can't decide on who they want to lead the party. Every person that they pull out is another fuck up or two here and there, and and again, the the one person who would have annihilated Trump 
with no ifs, ands, or buts, you screwed and sabotaged because you thought that Hillary Clinton was going to be the one, not realizing that people don't like her ass. You know how many, I mean, just let's look at the Haitian American vote as a whole. Older black male Haitian, older, older male Haitians couldn't stand her, couldn't stand the Clintons, period. And so they was going for Trump just off the strength of what the Clintons did in their country alone. But it's if, just, if, yeah, go ahead, man. I, I, something like that just, just made me sick. It's I don't stupid. know. I don't. I don't know where she gets that. Nobody likes him, especially when he's uh, connecting with the millennials and the younger crowd. They love this man, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of his age. Also, um, I think she's just bitter uh, due to the fact that. She feels, I guess, it's a sexism movement or something like that. That's what I think personally. And mm-hmm. nobody's giving her a shot. But nobody wants her in office. She's out of touch with her base, one. Mm-hmm. Two, she doesn't ha- have a clue uh, what to talk about. She's she's overdoing it and trying to win the black vote. Mm-hmm. And and you can see it's like a front. So, I mean, she comes off fake. She comes off that she, like she's pretending. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and you can see through it on her face. She's not genuine. I carry Bernie, hot sauce in my purse. Yeah, I mean, you can see Bernie's genuine. Plus, Bernie's been down in the trenches back in the day with the civil rights movement, and and really trying to help black folks get ahead and and make a change. And that scares people. This is like they they say they want change, but it's just like more the same. And nobody's trying to hear that shit no more. It's Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people cl- clinging on to the last days of 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 the old boy network, whether mm-hmm. it be her or the, the Republicans on Trump's side holding on to the last great white hope. Because after this, pretty much the majority of the company is going to be brown. The country is going to be brown in another eight, ten years. Mm-hmm. So this is everybody's just hanging on to their last dying hope here. How many times have I said it? It's, I've said this mainly in reference to Trump. This is racist white male America's last stand. And right now, this is also, it's approaching the last stand, well, for the, the, for the Democratic Party. It's approaching their last stand too. Because like you just said, these old antiquated politics that they think that we want, we don't want. And they think that they can continue to sucker the people because they assume that we're just going to ride for them just because it's anti-Republican. No, you, you, if, if things haven't shown to you now as, as their quarter, as their 20, what was it? Almost up to 25 different people were running at one time right. for the nominee. Right. Right. As those numbers dwindle down, people have shown you. They're not here for the bullshit no more. And, and now, now to my dismay, I, I don't like the fact that, you know, at the times that we're in society-wise where, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this one in a second, but you go back on old tweets from when Twitter started just to try to paint a picture of a human being as that's who they still are. No. That's not true. People grow, people change. Like I mentioned with James Gunn. That right. was when Twitter started. 
He did that. He was doing that shit when Twitter was, as people say, Twitter's the wild, wild west. People were saying any old dumb shit. Made insensitive jokes then. The man's grown. The shit's come out. Oh, you're this, you're that. No, that was me. I am not that person no more. I know what I did was wrong. You know? Like people can't change. But in terms of politics, we are, I think, the the younger generation is starting to demand more in terms of what their agenda, what they want to see getting accomplished. And my point. That's the quagmire of the Democratic Party right now. They don't know how, there's a disconnect because they don't know how to connect with the young people. Right. Meeting them with their agenda and getting their older agenda off at the same time. And that was a part of me bringing in the, the whole Twitter thing is because it's the youth that is, I mean, again, it's wrong, but it's the youth saying, no, well, you've done this in your past. You've done that in your past. And they're calling it to question and they can't answer these questions properly. Mm. That's that's a part of it is what it is. It's all right. I, I get it. I get it. You said this back then. And so they're trying to hold that standard to you. But like I mentioned with the James Dunn thing, he gave you an answer. He apologized. He gave you that. Just like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart apologized several times over. Why did he have to apologize again? Because you wanted to bring it up at this moment in time again. When it's like, wait a second. I apologized it for then. You know? So it's like the Democratic Party isn't coming up with anything to... To, to 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 fix those type of answers. And so people are then now, again, calling to question not just old tweets, but just what are you going to do? What are you going to get done? What do you think you're going to get done? And and, and there's no clear answers. They don't have no you, clear answers. And you see, even how they, they're treating AOC, like she ain't coming in, you know, towing the line of the older yep, Democrats yep, that yep. Or, the, or the senior Democrats are there. She's a fresh face with fresh ideas, and they're telling her like, "Chill, chill. You'll and, have your time." And both but now sides it's not hate your her. Time. And both sides hate her because because she's a fresh face and a fresh. You know, it's like the Republican side still voice. wants right, right. The Republican side still wants the old boys network. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, and, and and the women are just fine with that. Like they will, and the Democrats <laughs> want the old boys network for their thing too, though. Right? It, they it, want it, the it, yeah, but they want the old boys network. Hit it in the closet. Right. Like they want right. to be, they want to be, you know, they, they want to be quote unquote blackface, but then be able to take that paint off. Basically, when they want to be progressive in the, on the front street, but behind closed doors, it's they're the not. same old, same old. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's a part of their problem. And that's, and that's why for now on, I'm just going to look at, uh, you know, Demo- you're going to be called Democrat. No, you're going to be called can't get right. <laughs> and that's it. Just, they just can't get the shit right. Come on now, now, now. See, when you want to call a question shit from old, things like super predators and the, and the three strikes law, those are things that are, that have carried over over the years. So, and those have carried over via law. So, those can be questioned. Unlike old tweets, old dumbass tweets, you know, just as the comparison. Right. These some of these laws are practiced still in some places. So. Yeah, it, that's the stuff that can be called the question. You were this. Where are you at on it now? Would you vote against these things coming down? That's that's what people actions that people want to see. But also too, I've mentioned this on past shows. Politically, I think there needs to be age limits now. And and 
Especially when it comes to president. Like, you you know, you what I would think the age limit is you have to be, what, 38 or 42 years old or something like that. I think it should be younger. And especially when it comes to the politicians in Congress and in the House and all that stuff in the Senate. Like, politicians... Well, how young, how young po- is young? Like, 35? My, my opinion, my opinion is this. Politicians should start representing the 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 ages of the adults going forward. So I would say from at least twenty five. I'll give you twenty five, which is in some cases college graduated by now, or some college right. grad from twenty five to forty. I think that po- politically, the political time should move with. Whatever the the eighteen to thirty year old kind of looks like, because mm-hmm. and and I say and I say twenty five to forty forty five at best maybe or no or even fifty because you lived in the time of say like I'm forty now I lived in the time of the twenty year old just coming up and right. seen what they went through. And have experienced what they went through and am still in play with what's going on today. If you kind of right. get what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's why I think that there needs to be age limits like that. on po- Like no more career politicians. That shit's out. Oh, no. Of, yeah, you, yeah. Like, you know, no you more. Co- like 65, you should be out right. of here. No more career, you know, uh, 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 Supreme Court justices and shit like that. Because, again, you know. Ruth Ginsburg, now she's a great woman, but how old is she? Clarence Thomas, yeah. how old is he? They're, like, they're in their eighties. Like, yeah, I mean, you're still Ruth, you're still Ruth judging You're still judging on shit how, how it went in the fucking sixties and seventies. Like come on now. <laughs> like come on. Like American politics should go along with that median age from twenty five to at least forty or fifty. That's just my opinion. But nonetheless I ain't a politician for a reason. They just call me the mayor because my last name. We're going to leave that at that. And speaking of the old tweets thing, we just got to bring this up before we get into the meat of the show. Oh, we got two more things, both football related. This whole thing about Pat Mahomes and his old tweets coming back to haunt him. Niggas finding a reason to hate on the dude just cause. In my opinion. No, because it would have been a bigger issue last season when he made the playoffs and lost to the Patriots. But now he's in the Super Bowl. Right. And everything's under the fishbowl. But they picked and choose when to pull these out. Of course. And that's a part of the problem. And then again, again, now here's my point of view. Listen to my point of view real quick on what I read. I read what he said. He never gave his opinion on... I'm on the side of George Zimmerman or I'm on the side of Trayvon. He just looked at it down the line of the way the case was ruled. That was okay. it. And and that was from my point of view and how I read it. Is this he just said it like, well, if he, the way he described it was like, well, this is how it was ruled. So, you know, it's like he got off. But people were looking for him to be the side of not nah, fuck that, fuck him, fuck this. Since when are we supposed to have the same mindset? First of all, how old was he when he said that tweet? I've, they said he was 17. All right. So he's still in high school or fresh out of high school. 
and he's going to have some type of opinion on this. It's not most likely going to be an educated one. One. Two, he probably said it and didn't give a shit about what he said after that fact. And three, he was worried about going to college and going to spring training and camp for football because he was on the scholarship and trying to make the roster. So you 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 got to think you got to take that situation uh you got to take that whole scenario into 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 light as well because there's no way you're going to take a tweet from a 17-year-old and just think that that should be you know his word of law and right. that's it Who's and taking I, the seventeen-year-old's word at out of his word at seventeen. Nobody, unless you're a rapper. <laughs> Let's put it like that. <laughs> but he, here's what was said, and he and he didn't make the tweet. Like he replied to somebody's comment, and he Damn. and he said this case was an absolute was an absolutely horrible tragedy. However, there was no criminal activity that occurred. That was wrong. That was wrong. And then no, no, that was that's what the person no, that's what the the that was the comment that he wrote under. Oh and, okay. and then Mahomes wrote, No one knows what actually happens what actually happens, which is why he is not guilty, but a crime could have occurred. That's what Mahomes said. He got in trouble for that? That's what people are dragging him for. So pretty much because he didn't come out at 17 years old and say, yo, fuck George Zimmerman. Yo, he should have never killed that kid. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Which we all agree with. Fuck George Zimmerman. Fuck George Zimmerman. First and foremost, hands down. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But you're really going to come at Pat Mahomes for no one knows what actually happens, which is why he is not guilty. But a crime could have occurred. Which clearly, in my opinion, if you want to say I'm giving him a pass, fuck you, I'm giving him a pass. That's a pretty fair assessment. Right, and it it, it clearly clearly sounds like he don't even understand what was going on. Right. It clearly sounds like he he didn't understand what was going on. So you're really going to try to roast this dude off of that? I thought it was worse than that, but that's what they were making it out to seem. So I didn't know because I never saw the tweet. But because he didn't take a side. If you really look at it, that's what it was. But at the end of the day, is because he didn't take a side. He didn't. You know, like we've been in this era within the past five to seven years where it's just you're either this or you're that. If you're not like if you're not pro Obama, you're a Trump supporter. Or right. if you're, or if you're not, you know, if you're not. You know, if you're not pro whatever, whatever, you're a racist. You're this. You're that. Oh, it's your. That's your white side talking. That's not your black side, because your black side would have been like, oh fuck, fuck the police, fuck George. No, it, no, no, right, no. And he's seventeen. Yeah, he's seventeen. Like, and, give the kid know. a break. Now, yes, in some countries, 17-year-olds are adults, as I said in the past shows. But but <laughs> in, in this case, y'all are it's bringing... It's context, though. It's context. There is you know none right now. There is no... There, I, there, there is context. There, there's some, there should be some context. But where right now? And why right now? Just because he made the Super Bowl. And it probably came from a Tennessee Titans fan who saw... <laughs> Maybe it came from a sports writer anonymously. Anonymously, who knows? Exactly, exactly. Somebody's exactly. looking for clickbait. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. 
There you go. But anyway, man, we're going to move on to the last piece of news that you got representing your team. That's right. The New York football giants. And after 16 hard, long years, uh, the great Eli Manning is now retiring. Two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP in the top 10 in passing and touchdowns. Um, has a below average touchdown to interception ratio. I know that's hard to believe for you some people, but <laughs> yes. Way below average. Yes, but it, it the numbers don't lie, so and that's what they say they are. But um, he gave her 16 years. I believe the Giants did him dirty by never letting him uh, get an offensive line his last about six to eight years in the league. And for him I, I would to, fairly say I would fairly say most of his career. <laughs> I mean the, the years he won the Super Bowl, he had a decent offensive line and they had a they had a solid running game. So yeah, but outside of that it was it was they were trying to get him to win all the games and putting it all on his shoulders and nobody else. And I could see maybe if he was a scrambling quarterback or something like that, then it'd be different. But the man was a pocket quarterback. And if you're a pocket quarterback, you need blockers. And they failed miserably. And they rolled him off the two chips after he got that second one. They got complacent. And they really didn't put an effort into making that team better or building off of what they had. Now, on them two chips, though, let's be real. They rode that defense to glory while he made the right plays at the right time. I agree with that partially, but in that 2011 year, he led the league in fourth quarter comebacks. So okay. I give you that. I mean, there's no discrepancy so, I mean, in that. I give I mean, you that. I mean, you can say defense all you want, but if the defense was doing their thing, he wouldn't be leading the league in fourth quarter comebacks. That's my. That's the way I see it. Good point. So, Good point. But that was one season. That was one season. The first Absolutely. one, his first one, that defense dominated and. He got Absolutely. he got lucky a couple plays. Let's be honest. No, I'm not Plaxi- gonna lie. Plaxico that. in the end zone. David Tyree with the helmet catch. Yes, I mean you you need that somewhere. Yeah, and every team is gonna have one of those crazy plays where he's just like, "What the hell's going on? I don't believe this." It's their time, and they won all those games on the road as well. So mm-hmm. that was not an easy feat. My best Eli moment is when he played San Francisco in the championship game, and um. He had to go against uh, Justin Smith and uh, the other Justin, who were who were absolute beasts. They had a beast D line that year, and they beat the crap out of Eli that whole championship game. And your man did not back down at no time. No, he never no did. Time. No time. I mean, there was no fear in that man's heart. He made it look. He may have looked stupid on the sidelines, but you could never <laughs> question that dude's heart. Yeah. You could never question that dude's heart. And I mean. For him to go 16 seasons without a major injury, especially with the way quarterbacks are getting cracked these days, I don't think I don't quarter- think I don't think he's ever really been injured. Period. Like he would have no, never he would have never missed the. I don't think he would have ever missed a game if it wasn't for Pat Shermer pulling him from was, the start. Uh, it was a. Uh, it wasn't Shermer. It was the quarterback. It was the coach before him. Oh, okay, my bad. But that, you sure it wasn't Shermer in his first no, year was, when he pulled no, him for Geno Smith? No, that's why the other quarter coach is not here. Oh, okay, gotcha, reasons. gotcha, gotcha. My bad. Dad. But My I, bad. I actually, I mean, everybody says Eli's trash, or you know, he was mediocre. But how many quarterbacks have your your squad gone through in the sixteen years that Eli's been behind center? 
Well, I mine, <laughs> mine. I can only I can only answer for mine. Right, right. And I'm just asking. This is just an example. Donovan McNabb. Right. Kevin Corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And I'm oh Vic. Vic. And and now uh, Carson Wentz. That's the most I can remember. I'm sure there was other ones in between due to injury, right. but. We're right. talking like main mainline starting quarterbacks, the guys who had the spot. It was them, right? That's that's five yeah. minimum no, over I... a sixteen year sixteen year career. And I give you if, and I say, and I always say this: if Eli had Romo's offensive line, how many chips would he have had? Well, Romo's late career offensive line was. Like one or two of those seasons, probably the best. But I still thought the Cowboys' offensive line was overrated. It just showed this season. It showed the couple years before. Okay, you could say Zeke had his 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 you know rushing title seasons, part due to that line. But you don't think they had a good line when they had Marion Barber? Oh, uh, running no, not that good. No, no. Those, okay. those backs, those backs were were making a lot of those runs over their line. Like, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. But, well, for Eli, though, because I'm not... I I said it, and I'll say it again. Eli deserves to be in the hall because of the Super Bowls alone. Right. But just the, the two Super Bowls, his family name, but the two Super Bowls... And this is where the kind of the irrelevant shit kind of comes into play. But it's the the two Super Bowls and who he beat at that time. Right. You and beat, how he beat them You as stopped well. an undefeated Patriots team. Juggernaut. 18 and 1. You stopped another juggernaut Patriots team that was just supposed to run through everybody. You did that. There's no taking that away from you. You did that. And MVP of both of those Super Bowls. Really, that says a beat lot. Tom Brady at his game, at his best. But when you bring up the passing yards thing and all these other numbers like that, which <laughs> it it this is this is where it shows. Because let's remember, one of those years they won the Super Bowl at nine and seven, right? And then let's look at his career as far as you know, they were either below five hundred often, or right. just above five hundred. A couple so times, I think they've had, behind they lot. played from behind a lot to where Eli had to throw the ball a ton. And in garbage time, you're going to get those numbers. So if we, we don't have the microscopic lens to put on it right this moment, but if you did and we broke and we sat and broke down every game, I could point to you. A lot of his yardage came in them garbage time spots. But nonetheless, it's not like those numbers don't count. So he still did it. Right. He Absolutely. still did it. He still did it. So it's like you could, if you, again, if you want to put the microscope on it, then you have to dig that deep and you better come correct. But he still did it. And so, and, you know, and we can't strike it out the record books. Nope. And and again, this dude was an Iron Man. Like I, 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 I'm not a Giants fan. Not in the slightest. I had respect for them. But it's at personal feelings. No, personal feelings just towards the organization aside. Eli Manning is a fucking Iron Man. Like, he was an Iron Man for that team. You're right. He was a Cal Ripken of football, pretty much, in terms of 
if it wasn't for Brett Favre. Right, if, in terms of a quarterback position, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he he deserves much pride. And, you know, the only debate now is first ballot or not. That's, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if he didn't make first ballot or anything. I yeah. know he's going to get in. Maybe right. his fifth try or something like that, but. Right. He, but point he's is, is he's definitely got the, the work to get there. Yeah, no, but point point is is he needs to get in. He deserves to get in. He should get in. He will get in. Legacy name alone. Right. Legacy name alone is going to get him in. But yeah. the Super Bowls will help. And who he beat helps. The air quotes greatest quarterback ever, air quotes. I would have loved to see him face his brother in a, like an all-out Super Bowl for like the third chip to see who uh, Peyton would have won smoked, that. Peyton would have smoked his ass. <laughs> see, you want to talk about goat quarterbacks? To me, to me, I, I get it. Playoff records, championship amounts. You put championships in front of whatever. You know the argument is there, but I never witnessed nobody play the game of quarterback like Peyton Manning, the guy who was able to coach himself on the field. His audible skills where he went out on the field with three plays every down, no matter what, and was able to flip to them three plays and or more at his own will, do it at the and to, to gain the master amount of yards that he did in his short time, in some respects, his short time. He got his two Super Bowls. He'd been to what? Three or four? Three. Three, three. I believe. So he was two and one. What you know, two and one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm sorry again. Just watching the game and understanding the game of quarterback, I to me he's still my number one. He's my number one. I get what Tom Brady's done. There's no disrespect to that. Right. But from the pure position of playing football of quarterback, I'm going. I would pick Peyton Manning, even if we was restarting everything. I'd pick Peyton Manning over Tom Brady any day. That's just right. me. You could come shoot me because y'all gonna be shooting us in a minute. <laughs> behind what we talking about so just stick with us we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back and we are back thank y'all for rocking out with us as always this is the start of five now, part three of the decade series brought to you by us at the start of five. We are giving you our top ten athletes of the decade. Make now, sure you he, say that one more time. Our. <laughs> ours. Not Nobody we, else. Yeah, exactly. Not sports reporters. Not Bleacher Report. Not fucking Sports Nation. Not Fox, Fuckboy Sports, none of that. The starting fives. Top ten. Here's a part of the criteria of what it went into this. It was pretty easy, if you ask me. Had nothing to do with players' influence off the field, off the court, off the track. Had nothing to do with how much money they made. By playing the game, sponsorships, endorsements, solely achievements on the court, in the ring, on the field, on the track, wherever they participate in their sport, we went solely off the list of accolades 
that each athlete possessed. And with that being said, do you want to start this off or do you want me to start it off? No, no, that's all you, sir. That's all you, sir. (laughs) Yeah, because you want me to fucking have my head fly off, but that's all right. (laughs) I'll take that because number 10, Floyd Mayweather Jr., now, this was, in my opinion, this was a tough, tough pick overall. You know, sorry, JP. I know you, you're going to be pissed, but whatever. Uh, you Feel been, better. <laughs> you should have been here. You should have been here to argue us. But no, we're not doing this. To, we're not doing this to, to spite JP in no way possible. No, we're not. We are not, not at all. This is strictly off of what he's done in the ring. He went 10-0 and in the decade. Two belts, one knockout, one TKO. Everything else was a unanimous decision except for uh, Marcos Maidana at, at the 46th win. I don't know what MD means. Actually, no, Maidana and major Canelo. Decision. Okay, so he, he won a made two major decisions. The rest, uh, unanimous decision against Maidana, Pacquiao, Guerrero, Cotto, and uh, Shay Mosley, unanimous decision, I believe it was. Um, but yeah, one knockout off of Victor Ortiz. And if y'all remember correctly, that was the knockout that was seen as a sucker punch. Because Victor Ortiz decided to not keep his guard up, as you are taught in boxing, to keep your guard up at all times. He was not he he didn't listen to his coaches, so he got dropped. Bad. But it's still it ha- it can happen. But it, to me, it's still seen as a sucker punch. But it's still a knockout in the record books. And then the TKO was against take it how you want it. It was against Conor McGregor, and it happened in the tenth round. He went 10 rounds with a mixed martial artist. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a show fight though. I mean, right. that wasn't really Right. I, I can't I can't take that fight seriously. I mean, he was definitely toying with him the whole time. Right. And he wanted to get the fans their money's worth in terms of rounds so it make it look like McGregor was a challenge. Right. But he could he could have destroyed him. Whenever he, his hand speed, McGregor would have had nothing for it. He would have just been eating punches mm-hmm. as he was eating punches mm-hmm. the whole entire time. So, I mean, for that to cap off his 50th win, uh, he made, what, $200 million off that fight or something like that? That's not a bad way to end a career <laughs> in boxing. Right. I mean, you're talking about the cherry on top, then, you know, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. So, with... That re- those reasons alone right there, and I, I again, I'm still finding it hard that how people don't see it without adding the irrelevant stuff like pay-per-view influence, money influence. You know, even even people were saying, oh, you know, he, he is boxing. He brought back boxing. I was talking with a lot of guys that I work with, and a lot of people was actually going with more with the notion of he actually was killing boxing in some respects. Because you didn't get the major knockouts. You didn't get the the brawls. 
he he fought a smart technical fight, which is a fight you should want to fight. But if yeah. you're if you're a paying customer, most paying customers aren't buying seventy to a hundred dollar boxing matches to just watch you pick apart somebody just to win by points. Yeah. I know I know JP would sit here and say, Well then you're not a true boxing fan. You're not true boxing fans also like the action and the knockouts and the big punches. And and the, you know, more than just the flair of dancing around. Great blocking, great blocking, and getting your tags in when you can. Right. You know, it, it's that's why I mean to me, and forever, it's the heavyweights that carry boxing. The heavyweights bring boxing more into the 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 lexicon of the people and in in the everyday speak of the people because you're getting the big bruising shots. You, you're getting you're getting more knockdowns. You're getting more knockouts. You know, you're getting the heavier, more violence, unfortunately. More violence. Well, yeah, because you, you're looking for the one the one hit a quitter. And, right. you know, you can think Mike Tyson and Ali mm-hmm. and, and you know, a bunch of other great boxers. Roy Jones, you know, a bunch of great boxers. I mean, long I long for the days when Pernell Whitaker could dance right in front of you and you couldn't hit him. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I mean... That was a real skill. But and that's what Mayweather does, silly. though. Mayweather does that, too. And he makes people look silly. They don't appreciate but... it. They don't right. appreciate it, though. Yeah. They don't appreciate it. The because... object of the sport is not to get hit. This is true. I'm mm-hmm. just... Boxing purists and uh, fan-wise would... You know, he 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 fights masterpiece fights. Let's, just, let's Which keep it real. Which is boring. Right, right. And now, Yeah, yeah. But it is what it I, is. Yeah. But that's that. Floyd Mayweather made our list, motherfuckers. <laughs> As that little kid said, hello, motherfucker. <laughs> he made our list. Now, who's number nine, TJ? Well, I'm going to go with nope. this way. But Don't it. switch it up. Well, we got a list. We made our list. We All made right. our list. So let's keep it to that if we can. But we made our list. All right. So I'm going with um, the guy we were just talking about in terms of getting beat in two of the of the biggest Super Bowls of all time. Of your and lifetime. Man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, which is uh, Thomas Brady. Now, the accolades upon accolades for this man is ridiculous. I mean, let's just back it up here. Five-time Super Bowl champion, Wrong. In the decade, he actually won three. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the decade. So, three-time Super Bowl champion in the decade. All right? Uh, let's see. We have... Uh, I can help you four, out if you four, want. Four, I got it. I got it. Okay. Uh, three-time uh, passing touchdown NFL leader. Uh, 2009... NFL Comeback Player of the Year, 2010 NFL. Oh, I'm sorry. 2010 NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Um, two-time First Team All-Pro, one-time passing leader, one-time passing yards leader, uh, 2010 Athlete of the Decade in 2010. 
mm-hmm. athlete of the decade. Um, not over almost uh, sixty three hundred passing completions, over five hundred touchdowns, over seventy thousand yards in passing. I mean, I mean, he's got a rap sheet of stats. I mean, it's ridiculous. He made the Plus, pro. He made the Pro Bowl every year of the decade. Two MVPs in twenty ten and twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, twenty uh, uh, in the decade, one hundred and twenty-two to thirty-four regular season record, and a sixteen and seven playoff record in the decade. Nuts, nuts. But I'm still taking Peyton Manning. But nah, <laughs> but, nah but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, and on top of that, he married a supermodel after he left his actress wife. Okay, he was married <laughs> to an actress. And then left her for a supermodel. I mean, you pretty much got your life. I mean, if you wanted to come back at somebody outside of Derek Jeter, Tom Brady's the man. Yeah, Tom Brady's the man. He he wasn't about money either because he was never the highest paid quarterback at any given time while he was playing. So he was all about that chip. And mm-hmm. as you can see, his resume proves that ain't nothing but that chip for him so i mean accolades alone i mean do i do i like him as a player i respect him as a player i can put yeah. it like that i, I respect him as a player yep i'll give and, you that too and 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 what he's done for the league and what he's done for the game you know all five stars in my book um people want to regard him as the greatest of all time I don't know. I mean, we'll see when where Lamar Jackson finishes at by the time because <laughs> he's doing nuts so shit right now. So as far as as currently, yeah, I'll give you all that. But um, you know, I I can't say enough about the man. Yeah. Now all shots all shots aside, I I I can't I can't not agree with you anymore. Like the dude is is definitely goat caliber player. Definitely one of the greatest of all time. Like, if you needed to build a Mount, Much, a Mount Rushmore, I almost said a Mount Mushmore. <laughs> a Mount, a, if you need to build a Mount Rushmore athletes in the NFL, like, it is kind of hard to surpass this dude or leave him out. I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at at, uh, at putting him in. It's he, he is one of the best ever. He's just not in my book. No, he's not the best, the best ever in my book. But he is definitely one of the best ever, period. 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 And there's no disputing that. No hate aside. But next up, in number eight on our list of our top ten greatest athletes of all time. I believe you have... Uh, Usain Bolt. There he is. The GOAT of track and field. Now, just within the decade, 2012 London, gold in the 200 meters... Gold in the four by one, in Rio in sixteen. Gold in the hundred, gold in the two hundred, gold in the four by one. World championships, gold at Daegu in eleven, four by one hundred. Gold in Moscow in the one hundred, two hundred, and four by one hundred. Beijing, one hundred, two hundred, four by one hundred. Gold. And only one bronze in the hundred in the seven in two thousand seventeen. 
You want to talk Ridiculous. about and and won the Diamond League in 2012. This is a man who, in the prior decade, set the world's fastest time in the hundred ever. That a time that we all never would have thought, but we're not counting that in the decade. To still have been at his at his, you know, at, he's he's advancing in track age. He he's yeah. been up there. I think yeah. he's now like semi retired from the sport. But to be you, you want to talk a level of dominance in the individual and team medley sport that high over those many events, world stage events. It's hard not to have a guy like Usain Bolt on the list. It's definitely not hard. The thing I love about Usain Bolt is that he made that shit look easy. Too easy. He made it look like he was on another level and y'all niggas was trying your hardest to catch him. I mean, how, and even even in the Olympics, how many times you caught him looking back as he was crossing the finish line? Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful on so <laughs> many levels. On so many levels. It looked like this man never broke a sweat. Mm-hmm. And then once he pulled away and he knew he was pulling away, it was a wrap. You were not walking him down. You were not catching him. And for him to just make it, I mean, he could have even beat records by even more if he ran his hardest all the way through. Possibly. He was showboating at the end because he was so far ahead. And he ran a 4-2-4 in a 40 (laughs) within that decade. He ran a four-two-four in the decade. That's ridiculous. And he was—I don't even think he was trying hard in that either, because if he wanted to, now trying to run a forty is a completely different discipline, completely different type of start you need to take. I mean, it's not truly a track discipline. Let's just—I mean, there's sixty meters indoors, but a forty is not like you know, a forty is only a true test of of quickness for right out the gate. Football, yeah, it's a burst. It's a burst. That's all it is. And if he trained for it, he did that shit cold. If he trained for that shit, he probably would have ran a sub four. I this is my opinion. I think he could run a sub four. It, would, it would it would seem humanly impossible. But this is Usain Bolt you talking about. You're talking three nine or three eight, man? That's three stupid. Nine. I, I I if he trained for the forty. And if he ran a 40 damn near cold with no training for that 40 at 4-2, let's be real. He might have hit a four flat. Maybe. That's that's it would have been unreal. But he but his speed isn't built for that. The well, well that's not his, human. his training wasn't built for that. No, no, no. So. And that's why he was such a monster in the two hundred, mm-hmm. which is one of the hardest races to run. Mm-hmm. And and he was just blowing cats out. Mm-hmm. On the yep. top of that, he's just an overall good dude. Yeah, that too. He's just that an overall too. good dude. Definitely, man. So big ups to Usain Bolt at number. What was that? Number eight. Number, yes, number eight. That was seven. No, that was that, seven. No, it was number eight. Brady. Oh yeah, that's right. Eight. Okay. So we're down to seven. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I'm going back to back on this one because you looking at the list. You're going back to back on the next two. Yes, I love it. <laughs> number number seven. This was another heavy debate amongst us because I could have had this woman for what she's done. She could have been top five, in my opinion. But 
to TJ's next up, he she kind of had to take a step under, unfortunately. But Maya Moore, we're putting at number seven. Yeah, Sammy J, she made the list of top ten over your boy Mayweather because as I tried to paint to you, <laughs> accolades, accolades span longer than just 10 and 0 and two titles. And here they go. Four-time WNBA champion. WNBA Finals MVP in 13. WNBA MVP in 14. Six-time All-Star. Three-time All-Star MVP. Five-time first team. Five-time, no, two-time second team. Two-time All-Defensive team. Steals leader in 18. Scoring leader in 14. Rookie of the Year All-Rookie Team in 11. Top 20 and 20 and 16. FIBA World Champion in 2014. Two-time Euro Women League Champion, 12 and 18. Liga Feminina Champion in 12. Three-time WCBA Champion. Two-time, well, one-time in the decade NCAA Champion, 2010. Uh, Out of her four in the decade, two-time AP All-First Team. Three-time Cosita well, two-time in the decade, an academic All-American, Doug, you know, uh, another two-time in the decade, WBCA Coaches All-Team, another two-time in the decade, USBWA All-American Team, two-time in the decade, Wade Trophy winner, College Player of the Year in 2011, but two times, not counting 09. Um, Wooden Award winner in 11, also 09, but not counting. Same thing, AP College Player of the Year, 9 and 11, but only 11 counts for this discussion. Women's National Player of the Year in 11, Honda Sports Award for Basketball in 2010 and 2011, two times. Big East Player of the Year in 11, also two more times prior to the decade. Academic All-American, two times in the decade. All Sports Academic American 11 Tournament Most Outstanding Player in 2010. Give me a reason why this woman does not belong on this list. I dare you. I dare you. I I, I, um, I got nothing because she's got more accolades than half the dudes in the NBA right now. <laughs> exactly. Right, right now. Right now, she's accomplished more than anybody on the starting five of the Knicks. <laughs> Shit. Just in college alone. <laughs> Just in college alone. So, I mean, dedicated, hard work, monster effort, and in terms of just being a, a beast, who are, who, who are you looking at? Who, you, who else are you looking at? We'll get to that. But um, Maya Moore... She's on another level. She's on another level. And by her accolades alone and what she's accomplished has proven that. And she's still getting it, putting in that work to this day. Well, no, actually, right now she stepped away from the game to focus on family and her faith, as she put it. Uh, but okay. But she, she's current, recently stepped away. I don't think she's officially retired, but I know recently she stepped away. Shout out to the Jamel Hill podcast. She was actually a guest on there a couple weeks back. And that's when I heard that. Okay, excellent. I mean, she's dope. I mean, I have no... I'm not mad 
at that. And like you said, with the with the person we're going to be naming next. At, at I mean, number six. At number six, Kobe called her. Though the before Brian Scalabrini could even be called this, the white, <laughs> the white mamba, and this woman's accolades are just as great, if not better, than uh, Maya. Well, she's the predecessor for all of this, in my opinion. True indeed. UConn, right. shout outs to the UConn Lady Huskies, Yonka, my team. Yeah, yeah, she was on a quite a few of them undefeated teams. In the decade alone, WNBA championship, uh, finals MVP, uh, five-time WNBA All-Star, four-time WNBA All-First Team, two-time WNBA All-Second Team. Uh, in, the, in 2016, she was uh, listed as WNBA's top 20. Uh, she's a five-time scoring champion with one in 2011. And 2014, she was the WNBA uh, assist leader. Uh, 2011 and 2014, she was a WNBA peak performer. She is currently the WNBA all-time scoring leader. Uh, USA Basketball Female Athlete of the Year twice in 2012 and 2016. Uh, Three-time EuroLeague champion in 10, 13, and 16. Um Four years running Russian national championship from uh, 13 to 17. Um, three-time Russian Cup winner from four, 13 to 17. Russian, uh, well, that was just before. Turkish National League champion in 2011. Turkish Cup winner in 2012. Um, that's just wrapping for right there. Gold medal winner in 2016. Gold medal winner in 2012. I can't say anything more about it. She's currently the WNBA's all-time leading scorer. Mm. And she's still playing. And still playing. Monster. 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 If you ask Maya Moore, she'd probably say she's a beast, hands down. Mm Mm-hmm. Hands down and giving buckets out every night. She's mm-hmm. been in the league for about 15 years now. She's 37 years old and she's killing the game still. Mm-hmm. Killing the game still at six feet. She ain't even that tall. Well, six feet tall, that's pretty tall for women. For a woman, it's tall, but I mean, just to be that dominant in, in, in that sport. To, to be the WNBA all-time leading scorer, mm-hmm. and 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 nobody's even close to you right now, that just says, that's just phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal, phenomenal, ridiculous, ridiculous. I don't know. I know you feel Maya. No, no. I would see when y'all brought her up to me again. I'm not even mad at that because yeah, it's yeah. I just what could I be? <laughs> There's nothing I could be mad about. And again, it's another lady husky, so I'm definitely not mad. And it's just it was easy to forget about Diana because you know it, it sucks. Even though the women just got they just got their uh, their new deal where they might be seeing fifty fifty revenue shares. Uh, the minimum, you know, the the max salaries are finally going up. I think into the two hundred k range. 
So they they're finally getting there. Even though they're still gonna have, they still got their struggles of pulling crowds and earning money and things like that. But the uh, the 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 ability to make money and stay home is going to be big. You know, now these women don't have to go overseas anymore. Where they made a majority of their money was overseas. Wrap up with the WNBA, making their fifty, sixty, seventy, or a hundred thousand dollars a year. To then go play in like Turkey for like four to five hundred thousand dollars a year, right? You know they was making crazy right. money over there instead of over here at home, and finally they're starting. To, they're going to start seeing some of the respect that they deserve behind that. So big ups to the ladies in the WNBA. Next True up, indeed. next up, number five. JP's gonna be tight when he hears this one. Yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry, JP, but I gotta put my man on here. Uh, for what he's done, what he's doing, and continually to dominate uh, F1 2019 driving champion Lewis Hamilton. In the decade, five world championships, numerous, numerous pole positions. I got to say like 30 pole positions, over 150 podiums. He's the career leader in points right now. He's got the most fastest laps. He's ended off the career. He ended off the year, the last three races. He finished the two out of the last three races. He finished first, captured the points title and the 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 sponsorship title for the for the driver and for Mercedes Benz. The man is a force to be reckoned with. He is pretty much unstoppable, and he's doing it in a league where he's the only brother that he has to look at on a regular basis. To do that on that level at that high, and you're the only one around that you can look up of color, is bananas. He's the Michael Jordan, the LeBron, the Tom Brady, whatever you want to call it. He's that guy of F1 sports racing. And he's continuing to smash it on a yearly basis. It's phenomenal the work he has done, the work he is doing, and the amount of time he's putting into his sport to not be even questioned about his character or about how he's doing his damn thing. There, you can't fault the man for the way he's destroying the field in F1 racing at this time. Mm-hmm. I love it. He's one of the major reasons why I started watching the sport. He's one of my favorite drivers, if not my favorite driver of all time so far. I've only been watching it like three years now. And I watch it to see this man dominate week after week after week. If he's not first, he's second. I mean, I I haven't seen the man start out of the top three in two years. In two years, the man hasn't started out of the top three. Absolutely bananas. Now, Dan, I know you don't watch it. No, I'm F1 familiar racing. with. I'm familiar with who he is. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not familiar on the sports level because I don't track it like I used to. Like I used to track racing by way of Sports Center and stuff like that. Like early, early '90s NASCAR, I would follow once in a while. I would watch. I was a. I was a, a Jeff Gordon guy. Uh, really mainly Jeff Gordon guy. But uh, right. as far as F1, things like that, like I've never gone that far. 
But when you reminded me of him and ran down all those accolades, I mean, just the 151 top three finishes, like, nobody does that. I, I'm, I'm, familiar, I'm familiar enough to know that that's... That that's it, it that seems almost damn near impossible. That many top three finishes. You know, and then uh and, and then again, I mean thinking back NASCAR wise, like he's almost had you said he had what, five titles in the decade or six? Five five in the decade, six total. Six total. So F one wise he's like Jimmy Johnson. Yes. As far as uh 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 you know, cup wins. Right, like, I, I, and he's a brother. I mean, Dude, play the, I play it simple. I'm pulling the black card on this. If there is a card to pull, <laughs> he's he's a brother who's dominating a sport that we traditionally do not even watch or let alone think about. You know, we don't we don't think about that sport. Meanwhile, and again, same thing with that brother. Speaking of brothers, don't consider racing a sport, but it is. I got conversation with my boy Willie today at work. Like, yeah, but I don't. But I'm like, but dude, I got. I had to say, I had to repeat your line. I was like, yo, my man, but my my man TJ made the great point. It's not like you're just driving up and down the West Side Highway for, <laughs> for two to five hundred miles. Like, no, it takes a special kind of endurance to go two three hours in a race five hundred plus miles. And they're not going in a circle either. This is like a real road course. They're not right. riding around just doing laps. Right. They're not right. making left turns. They're making S turns, hairpin turns. It's braking. At it's accelerating. something miles an hour. Right. Right. Absolutely. There, Absolutely. There, it takes a it takes a ton of physical skill. Yeah, you're turning a steering wheel, but. If you don't think it's something, go out and try it. I dare you. G-Force alone, they're, they're damn near sitting on the ground on that in those cars, bro. Yes, and so it's it the training alone that has to go through the endure to to endure all of that. Dudes Here's, are putting in damn near freaking you know freaking uh what 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 the fuck is a uh 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 CrossFit type training? Yeah, just sit man. behind the wheel. I mean, you look at it essentially as, yeah, they're just sitting behind the wheel. But, again, it's more than just sitting behind the wheel. It Dude, is. here's something that's bananas. He raced 21 times in 2018. He had 11 pole positions and 11 wins. That's, that's Who's, a damn near an undefeated that's, record. That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. 2017, 11 poles, nine fit, nine wins. 2016, 12 pole positions, 10 wins. 2015, 11 pole positions, 10 wins. 2014, 7 pole positions, 11 wins. Last year, 5 pole positions, 11 wins. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yep, Where you put this man. He's him down. He's just a beast. Mm -hmm. He's a beast. It's a big well, ups. Yeah, big ups. Big ups to Lewis Hamilton. In the fifth spot. Number four. Had to go to the world of football. <laughs> or football, however you want to call it. Soccer in these in these streets. <laughs> I had to go to my man Lionel Messi. Now this one might be pretty long. And again, when we read off this laundry list of things, you're going to understand why Floyd is at 10. Sorry, haters. 
But you gotta understand. <clears throat> Five times in the decade, best FIFA men's player. Six-time winner, Balloon de Oro. Uh, well, six times, but five times in the decade. Two-time UEFA best player in Europe. Uh, four times total, but two times in a decade, Champions League, UEFA Champions League winner. Uh, let's count in the decade. One, two, three, four, five. Six-time La Liga champion in Spain. Top scorer, let's count how many times from UEFA. This is between UEFA, La Liga. Uh, let's let me count one, two, three times in UEFA. No, four times in UEFA in a decade. Uh, Copa del Rey two times in a decade. La Liga one, two, three, four, five times, and then UEFA Champions League. No. Uh, FIFA World Cup one time top scorer in the decade. So you add that up. I'm, I miscounted. Whatever. I was trying to give y'all the individual leagues. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven time La Liga player of the year. Jesus. World Cup runner up in 2014. Second highest goal scorer in 2011 in La, 2010 11 in La Liga. Four-time World Cup no three-time participant. Unfortunately, never took home the World Cup. 2010, 14, 20. Well, 20, uh, 2018. Um, silver boot winner in Barcelona. Uh, let's see. Four-time Copa de America participant. We're not participation trophies here. Player of the tournament in the World Cup in 14 and Copa de America 15. Uh, best assist provider in three times in the decade in La Liga, two times in the UEFA Championship, one time Copa de America, two time UEFA UEFA Super Cup winner, one time all all time leading scorer in La Liga. That's when he became all time leading scorer. Uh, two time in the decade FIFA Cup World. Club World Cup winner, so club team in 2011-15. In the decade, four-time Golden Boot winner for FC Barcelona. Two-time, well, runner-up, no runner-up. Top scorer in La Liga in uh, three times in La Liga, twice in U- and three times in UEFA. Spanish Cups. <laughs> I am still going. Spanish Cup winner. One, two, three, four, five times Spanish Cup winner. And Spanish Super Cup winner. One, two, three, four, five. Five times in the decade, Spanish Super Cup winner. Spanish League Cup winner one time in 14-15 La Liga. Yeah, I'm done. What hasn't this? I don't even have his number of goals total scored. I'm not pulling that up. I've read enough. I read enough. We don't cover soccer much on this. We have it over the years. I would not, in no disrespect, I I think my partner probably doesn't. My you know the other partner doesn't probably know as much of the game. I just learned the game from 2004 and up. 
to really, really cover it. But TJ right now is currently looking like, damn, when was this Negro going to finish reading all these damn accolades? <laughs> that's that's why I was, this, I was like, damn. <laughs> that's why this dude belongs so high on the list. I we could have and we could have flip flopped him with Cristiano Ronaldo, and I'm not going to go into his numbers. Cristiano is going to end up in the in some of the honorable mentions, but yeah, I there's nothing more to say about Messi. I he, thought Cristiano was going to be right there, but I mean. Yeah, but this dude has rewritten every record. I mean, when you think about soccer, I mean, me, because I'm a little bit older, I was thinking like Pele, but this dude destroyed any and everything Pele sounds like he's ever done. You would think so. (laughs) Diego Maradona, you know what I'm saying? All these heavyweights in the game. You're not that much older than me. I I remember all of them, too. I remember the Ronaldinho's. I remember, you know, Neymar still yeah. kicking it. Like, yeah, I, I was there. Like, we were there. You know, I mean, when I, I, you, and these are names whether you followed the sports or not, you knew right. who they were. Right. These, this, I mean, this is savage. What you're reading was savage. And like, that, it, was, it sounds like he was playing by himself. <laughs> One would think. One would That's think. Like, that's like if I was trying to be nice and I wasn't playing against little kids. That would be my stats. Exactly. On an eight-foot rim. <laughs> 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 Fucking Shaquille O'Neal out this bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. In- indeed. Ridic- so, yeah. But that's enough of that, man. Number three. We're finally carrying up there. Number, Number three. three. Uh... This person, she's she's been dominating for a long time, but nobody really got to see her until she got onto that Olympic stage. But Simone Biles, mm-hmm. what she's done in gymnastics is ridiculous. I mean, she's pulled off a move that they had to disqualify her for because they deemed the move too dangerous and they didn't want nobody else trying it. Mm-hmm. And she nailed it. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. The, the degree of difficulty was bananas, and she killed it. All right. So let's read down the list. 2016 gold for team for the Olympic team. 2016 gold for the all around. 2016 gold for the vault. 2016 gold for the floor exercise. And she, oh yeah, she got a bronze for the balance beam. Light work. But it didn't start <laughs> right. there. But it didn't start there. Her world championships are bananas. 2013, two golds in the all-around in the floor exercise. 2014, four gold medals for team all-around balance beam and floor exercise. 2015, again, another four gold medals for team all-around balance beam and floor exercise. 2017, four more gold medals for team all-around vault and floor exercise. That was in 18. That was 18, in, yeah. In Doha. In Doha. And 19, which she, she's still cracking it right now, she's got five gold medals. She just busted out in Stuttgart, Germany, for team all-around vault, balance beam, and floor exercise. What can this woman not do? Mm-hmm. What can she not do? Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she. I mean, if you put her in an all-black suit, she'd be a ninja. 
<laughs> for real. At all, at at all, four foot eight and one hundred and ten pounds of herself. One hundred and four pounds. My bad. I gave her. It, I gave her six pounds. It's ridiculous. When she retires, she'll be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, all around gymnast dude, of all time. Dude, they they already named her the greatest gymnast of all time. Not Mary Lou Retton. Not Nadia Comaneci. All these heavyweight legends back in the day. Simone. Biles rewriting the script and what it means to be the elite gymnast of all times. Yes. Stupid. There's Stupid. nothing else I can add. You, you said it all. I mean, the only thing I can add is, is with accolades like that, she could have easily been number one on this list. That was my argument because how difficult her sport is. Right. And, and what she's got to go through. Right. But we got... Two heavy hitters at the top. Number, number two. Number the, two. Possibly the greatest tennis player still alive and of all time. And I and I said tennis player. Not just woman. I mean, she's easily the greatest woman's tennis player. But possibly the best tennis player. Some was even saying the best athlete <laughs> ever. Or one of the best athletes ever. Possibly. Well, she's definitely one of the best athletes, period, for yeah. the level of dominance she displayed. And I'm just going to go off with some of the major stuff. And this is Serena Williams we're talking about. In the decade, this is all in decade, three Aussie Open wins, four Wimbledons, three U.S. Open wins, two French Open wins, doubles title in Aussie and in the French Open, two-time win- Wimbledon doubles, Olympic gold in 2012. 75 wins against top 10 opponents. 33 win major streak between 2014 to 2015 when she lost it at the U.S. Open. That was just within the decade. We can't count the whole the career as a whole. This was just within the decade. And she had a kid. Right. <laughs> On if, top of that, she had a kid in between. And, no, no, no. Forget that. Forget that. Because let's let. It's not that. That's not irrelevant. That is relevant, even though it's not relevant in the conversation. Right. This part makes it relevant in the conversation. Is that she was whipping ass in Wimbledon while pregnant? <laughs> while pregnant. <laughs> that's what makes the dynamic even better. Is that she was whooping asses while pregnant. Who that, that you want to talk about? Who does that? Who? Nobody. She did nobody. that. Nobody. Nobody. She did that. But unfortunately, she had to play second to somebody. Number one was the King LeBron James. Yep. Who, who's only up by up three on the Knicks right now? I'm just <laughs> by the him. by the way, a little you know, <laughs> hum, <laughs> say how. Humble brag, we're losing, but it's humble brag. <laughs> wow, yo, no Sixers fan on the show tonight. Wow, that's a, this is the first for a while. But LeBron James, number one, eight straight chips to the finals in the decade, back to back chips in 2011, 2012, and uh, uh, yeah, 2011, 2012 season, 2012, 2013, and then won the chip in Cleveland for 2015, 2016. Finals MVP in 10, 12, and 13. 
NBA MVP three times in the decade, 10, 12, and 13. All-star every single year of the decade, from 10 to 19. All-first team from 2010 to 2018, every year, third team in 2019. I would say that was due to the injury. All-defensive first team in 2010, 2013, second team in 14. That's for the people who think he don't play defense. Uh, 2012 Olympic gold and male basketball athlete of the year, AP athlete of the year in 2013, 16, 18, Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, 2012, 2016. Your goat, the King LeBron James. Unfortunately, in the decade though, we got the decision. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't say, see, you know what? I jokingly say that. I don't think that's unfortunate because the the because everybody was so butthurt that he didn't go to their team. You know, I was a little upset he didn't come to the Knicks. But within all of that, he raised a few hundred thousand dollars for the Boys and Girls Club of Ohio. So now, I mean, for this guy, we're just... I, it wasn't relevant in why we picked them number one, but I'm just talking to the haters of LeBron James. When he sell, you know, though it looked like it, you know, it was calling attention to himself, having the whole show of the decision and this and that. Still, selflessly found a way to earn, and he wasn't going to do that if there wasn't a way that he could give back. And he, with with that, found a way to give back to the people of his city. I mean, of his of his state, and gave a few hundred thousand dollars back to the Boys and Girls Club. On top of raising and birthing two kids who are doing one of them is doing pretty good in high school right now. On top of founding a school. On top of helping his friends create generational wealth. With starting the sports agency and the movie production company. And I mean, again, I'm talking stuff irrelevant off to the court. I'm just talking to the people that like to shit on LeBron James for no reason. What does he give you that makes you dislike him? I TJ, I don't get it. And I probably never will get it. But LeBron yeah. James is our number one athlete of the decade. I see. I, I I can you know, I can't say I understand the hate. I, I mean, can't hate nobody you don't know, or you never played against, or grew up with. I mean, I understand the dislike. I mean, I had it for Jordan all those years when he destroyed my Knicks and everything like that. So, Still. I mean, I I, re- I respected him as a player. I just didn't like him. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the way I feel. Now. LeBron, they always talk about his final records. He carried a lot of bum teams to the finals. And, yeah, he had two other all-stars or three other all-stars help him get there, whatever you want to say. But if you look at most of the championship teams, they had at least two all-stars on their team besides the main players. So, I mean, and they had a solid bench. So, I mean, he's only doing what the blueprint has been in the NBA for the past 30 years, and he was the best at what he was doing. Now, I, I, he, does he have the Kobe killer instinct? He could, 
but he he was all about the team. You know, if somebody's double teaming him and then there's an open shot, he's going to give the ball up and he has the confidence in them to finish. What kind of teammate don't you want to have like that? Exactly. That this guy's going to that this guy's going to trust me to end the game. Mhm. Mhm. He got Tristan Thompson money. He got Della Dova money. He's gotten pretty much everybody he's played with huge ass contracts. And these yeah. guys, Kevin did they Love, deserve J. it? J.R. Smith. I mean, did they did, did they deserve that type of money? No. Mm-hmm. Not for their not for their production. Hell no. But you played with LeBron James. You got rings. That says something. Even if you got one ring, you got a one ring more than more than eighty five percent of the league, if not ninety five percent of the league. Ain't that many people going to the chip each year. It's most likely the same team and some guy's getting his second or third shot at it. So mm-hmm. yeah, you get that ring, it's gonna come with a nice check. Thank you, LeBron. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to get you some endorsement money on top of that. You don't even know about the behind-the-scenes money he's getting you guys. So mm-hmm. irrelevant of all that, like you said, we talk about the accolades and what they've done. He definitely brought the league up. He's definitely outspoken when it turned, when it comes to the whole Donald Sterling thing. He was very outspoken about it, and he, he and nobody was going to go against him. It would have been retarded to even go against him. On, on that subject matter. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He's earned that right to speak his mind, to say how he feels, and give back in a way he sees fit. So, I mean, him being the number one overall can't be upset at all. Not one bit, man. And speaking of LeBron and people <laughs> connected to LeBron uh, formally, just a quick shout-out to Delonte West, man. Let's hope this brother gets better. It is painful to see him on video recently looking, you know, homeless and unfortunately disheveled. And, you know, I'm not getting into the whole people think he's bipolar and not taking his medicine, this, that, and the third. I don't have, nor we we don't have all the facts behind that. We just want to see this brother get better, hopefully. And, and yeah, if, if, if all these words are coming out right where people are talking about they're reaching out and... You know, trying to pull this man up to get him some help, man. I hope that these things are true. And I wish nothing but the best for the dude, man. Hopefully he gets up on his feet again. Well, speaking of giving a brother help, I'm just reading right now that uh, AB's got a arrest warrant out for him right now. Yeah, well, we're not going to get into that brain dead situation. I've, I've seen that. Now, allegedly, he was hiding in, out in his house. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a another topic. Maybe we'll follow up in news next week's show. I just want to cover two. Like, if you got two, I know I got two honorable mentions that could have made this list, but we painfully had to leave them out. I got Cristiano Ronaldo again. His list is too long that I'm not reading right now. But he could have made this list. It was just it was kind of hard to put him in. And then Steph Curry. Three-time champ, two-time MVP, six-time All-Star, three-time first team, two-time second team, All-NBA third, scoring champ, steals leader one year, 50-40-90 club, three-point contest champ, sportsmanship award winner, all rookie all-first team, and AP athlete of the year in 2015. Steph Curry had a resume to die for that many 
in the league wish that they can breathe just a piece of what he's touched in such a short amount of time. Steph Curry gets honorable mentions. How about you? Uh, one of my honorable mentions, because we didn't get anybody from uh, baseball, Mike Trout, three-time MVP, four-time batting champion. The man's done held up the the Angels on his shoulders by himself. Well-deserved and and well-earned. I mean, they're finally trying to get some men some help this year. I mean, to do all of that and not even sniff a playoff game is is wild to me. And he should be the face of Major League Baseball, which they need to start promoting that to get that sport more popular. But that's a cop- topic for another conversation. Well, I'll give you a brief on that because we've talked about this on the show before. It's not that he should be. We know. I mean, we know he should be. But he's, as I, I've said in the past, Major League Baseball has an issue where their top athletes are the quote-unquote reluctant superstars, where they don't want to be the faces. And they'll say it. They don't want to be the faces. They want to be the best at what they do while being allowed to just play the game that they love and not be in front of the cameras, not be all up all up in the videos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't these guys don't want to do that. That's why you don't see Bryce Harper out there. That's why you don't see the you you'll see Mike Trout at an Eagles game. Yeah, you will. That's yeah, you, you will. will. Fly Eagles fly. But that's about it. Like you're not seeing them in front of the commercial. You're not because they don't want that. Mm. And and let's be real all respects due to him and Harper, they earned their freaking 400 and 350 plus million dollar contracts just by what they've done on the field. Nothing Absolutely. outside, nothing outside, nothing irrelevant outside to 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 guarantee that. Strictly for what they've done on the field. So props to them for being some of the few to literally earn every dollar for what they actually have done and not just we're paying you to put you in front of us as the face. But yeah, they they have a problem of the reluctant superstar. Like, you know, we'll briefly go into it. When Coco Chris was killing it in Boston. No, not not Coco Chris. Mookie Betts was killing it. Why was he not being pushed as the guy? True indeed. He had a monster season. Hmm. Rubbing my back of my hand, if y'all understand what I'm talking about. He had a monster season that year. Major League Baseball, not knowing what to do with that, they didn't elevate the man the way they should have. Reached out to him to get him in other things to promote the game more. No, and he's a personable guy as well. You know what I'm exactly. saying? He's a li- he's a likable character. He's a likable athlete. Exactly. I mean, even Aaron Judge, if the man could stay healthy. Absolutely. The greatest franchise in Major League Baseball history. You got somebody. You got somebody, but they don't, they can't, they can't even get their cheating scandals right, so fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) But my bad. I I just had to get that out since you mentioned it. No problem. I mean, this guy's a reach because he retired earlier in the decade, but. And I, I was a very fit, big fan favorite of him, Megatron, a.k.a. Calvin Johnson. Yeah, super reach. And I love so, Calvin Johnson, but for 
I mean, let's talk the decade. Did he? He did he even make the halfway point of the decade? He did. Okay. He did. He did, and that's why I said it was a reach. Yeah. Was... And that was. like reach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really think of anybody else. I mean, we we we've got we've got a lot of people. I mean, we can go into hockey, like we said, yep. you know, Sidney Crosby or Patrick Kane, or Ovechkin, or Ovechkin, you know, and bringing a and a cup to to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm 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 pretty satisfied with the list we had. Mm-hmm. I'm loving what we're going to hear tomorrow and for the rest of the week. And what we might hear tonight because this show is going up. <laughs> it's finally going up before midnight. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, TJ, you know what to do. Once again, I want to say I give a big shout-out to JP. Hope you get better. Get well soon. Can't wait to hear you back on the one and twos, chopping it up with us. Um, shout-out to you, Mr. Mayor, sir, for another great show, great topic. Can't wait to get into it next week. And, again, love being here, love working with you guys, and looking forward to the next show. That's it. And y'all know what to do. The Starting Five show. Check us out on Facebook at the Starting Five Podcast Group. The Starting Five underscore podcast on Instagram. The Starting Five TMT on Twitter. We're going to get that up and rolling again. My bad, TJ. I know what's up. Um, But yeah, can't wait to hear y'all feedback and all y'all fuckery after this one. So with that being said, for JP at home. And TJ here, right here with me. This your boy, the mayor. We say peace, and we'll see y'all on the next show. Peace.